following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. show with ron russell bringing you the best in music fashion pop culture and entertainment ron's messing up my hair i was styling it like lucille ball from i love lucy nice hey. does it look like i love lucy i love lucy Ooh. what's up everybody we want to welcome you to the show we're gonna have a fun show for you today stop stop okay stop <laughs> uh, before we get started let me introduce my cool outrageous man about town co-host mr ron russell no Okay. I'm not going to let you introduce me unless you let me finish the coiffure I was starting. No, you're not going to finish it. Then we want to introduce. Now we want to. We want to. We want to introduce the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Man, Ron should go into like hairstyling. He's doing a great job. Oh no, he is a hairstylist. Oh, is he? Okay. <laughs> I used to be one of the best in New York City. I worked for Les Jolies Femmes on in Sutton Can I Place. do your hair? No, you break your arms. <laughs> in my See if I touched his I'll hair, he'd like snap, break my I'll hands. Snap your wrists right off. Ouch. What's up? Let's give a shout out to everybody in the chat room. Hello, hello. And we've got Rebel and Goddess. Goddess, we love you. And guest Husey, yes. I don't know who that is. And Irish Ginger from the Irish Ginger Show, Fridays at 4 p.m. on W4CY. And Jimmy McCreary and Tristan. What's up, Tristan? And Lady Lake Jen. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of people. Everybody, welcome, welcome. Uh, we have a fun show today. Uh, we're going to have actress author deborah smith ford coming on we're going to play some uh interview videos that we've done uh i did a real quick short one with noel g from the fast and furious series and madison and mckenzie lentz from hunger games and under the dome and the walking dead and then we're going to play a a really great interview ron did with his adopted daughter lara spencer from good morning america Well, not really my adopted she's just a family friend forever <laughs> my friend leslie's best friend she grew up in our house your daughter's leslie's but best friend but what I say? Your friend Leslie's best no. friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, my daughter Leslie's best friend. They grew up together, went to school together. Happens to be the incredible Lara Spencer. It's an old video, but we haven't put it up for some reason. It got lost in the uh, whatever. We just put it up on the Ron Russell set the record straight YouTube channel, and it just got put up. So that's way we're. It's a great interview. I love it because it's loving. It's friendship. It's not an interview. It's two people that really care about each other talking about each other so it's a sweet interview i like it let's anyhow. also give a shout out to jane yates is in the chat room Husey, who's which is dave hughes from stars now uk on twitter and daddy muir's in the chat room so what's up everybody we're gonna have a lot Wait, of fun today did, did you introduce me yet yes oh good because i know you get hysterical <laughs> if i talk I know. go ahead and you can talk now oh. wow. i give you permission well, i said on my facebook page today that they started before halloween stuffing my brains with christmas 
They are doing it now at the rate of like stupidity. I am so bored with it that now I don't even want to do Christmas because I feel like I've done Christmas now for weeks. And I wanted to know out there what you all felt about it. And I said that if you come on to our chat room and give me your opinions, then I will certainly, you know, tell people who you are and what your opinion is if you want to be in the chat room. But what do you guys think about it? You know, it's marketing. When I was a little boy, here comes our other co-host, Shazam. When I was a little boy, Christmas was about, I hate to say it, but Santa Claus and toys. Some of my very religious friends, it was about Jesus. But our house wasn't a very religious house, so it was about toys. Today, when you say to kids, what, what's Christmas like? They say, oh, you mean the holiday? I said, no, 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 I mean Christmas. Well, that's, a ho- that's the holiday. No, it's called Christmas. Just because it falls with other holidays, it should not be excluded. It should not be called the holiday because it's kind of a disrespect to Jesus Christ because it's his birthday. And that's why Christians celebrate Christmas because it's Christ Mass. It's the Mass for Christ. When you take that away, then you've lost the meaning of Christmas. Although all the stores now have snowmen. Instead of Santa Claus. Now, actually, not all of them, because I was in well, CVS most, today. Now most, I'm starting most. to see Santa. I mean, you know, not so much Santa. You see nothing, nothing about Jesus Christ. Maybe in some little area they have a, not a menorah. What is it called? Uh, what's that? Man, begins with an M. Manger. Manger. <laughs> <laughs> menorah. Happy holidays, everybody. Uh, they have a manger somewhere. But that's the only mention of Christ, which upsets many, many Christian people because they feel this is their holiday. And why should it be taken away from them to give holiday to other people? So I think it should be Happy Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa, everything. We should, as the, as the holiday comes, we should wish all of our friends that holiday. Just like instead happy, of saying Happy Holidays, yeah, it's, it's so abbreviated, it's so computerized, it's so cold. Like I say, everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Right? That doesn't offend anyone. So I'm going to just say to everybody, hey, happy Kwanzaa, happy this, happy that, when their holidays come up. And it makes people feel good because, gee, you specialized. You didn't generalize. How thoughtful of you to remember my religion and my holiday. So that's what I'm going to do from now on, if you agree. I think I... Wait, hang on, I'm not going to get you with this claw. <laughs> get him! Conversation, and like, I'm not like, I'm not like... Well, you're going to have the whole floor buster. I just wanted to get this point across. Now I shan't say a word. No, I want to. I want to like. I, I want to add to. It was a great point, Ron. Never utter another word. No, I want to add to it because when I was a kid, I, and well, I don't. Let I, me finish my sentence. Okay, then I forgot okay, what it was. Now, what's the difference? Who cares? What's the big deal? That's a good point, no. Ron. Good point. What? When I was a kid, though, like you didn't see <laughs> Christmas stuff in the stores till Thanksgiving. You didn't see it the week before Halloween got here, like you saw this year. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like terrible. Like, and I think that having all this Christmas stuff out before Thanksgiving is also terrible. I know it's just to make money, but mm-hmm. but I think the whole thing wrecks the whole holiday. And like by the time Thanksgiving gets here, I'm already sick of Christmas stuff. And then that's when we should start like doing the Christmas stuff. Well put, fellas. Well put. Point. And it I, was just a reiteration. Hang on, folks. It was just a reiteration of what I said. No, it was my experience. You said your experience, no, your and I said mine. Your experience doesn't go far back as mine does. My my Christmas. Well, that's is, true. My Christmas is <laughs> my Christmas oh, is mean. when I was a very young little boy, tiny little boy. We were in the World War II, and Christmas meant something. People would would have their loved ones at war at the Second World War, which was the greatest war. And Christmas meant a lot to families because they didn't have their sons and daughters home with them. They were at war. So everybody gathered together. It was a lovely time. 
people didn't have much money. And if you did have money, you couldn't buy things because everything was used to make bullets, guns, and ammunition for the war. So we had a shortage of stuff. Right. What? They said in the chat room, first of all, that, like, how could have you been doing that because you're only 50? <laughs> well, you see, I had a previous life. Mm-hmm. I had a pre- oh, darlings. I wish I was 50. That's my classic joke. I'm 75 years old, and I don't think anybody at 75 should say they're 75. They should say they're 50 because today's 75. How's that go? Today's 50 is whatever. 70 is today. No, 70 is the new 40. Right. So I'm really 40, not 50. No, I just. And Gata like- says they're going to start celebrating Christmas next year in June. <laughs> Well, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're going to have swimming pools. They're going to have Christmas trees that float in swimming pools lit up. They do. I don't know if you guys watch like Lifetime, but like a lot of these channels in July, they have Christmas in July, which I don't get. And then they spend a whole week showing Christmas shows. I don't like that. I used to go up in Cape Cod. Uh, Cape Cod was famous for Christmas in July. And I remember going up there when I was about 17 or 18 and we had a blast. It was fabulous. Everybody was in bathing suits doing the Christmas thing. Because we were, you know, New Yorkers, snow, cold, winter Christmas. So we had a summer Christmas was like Florida or California. Chad, what do you think? Do you think they celebrate Christmas too early? I do. And you're right. The whole Santa Claus, the whole uh, earthly good things for money is just, you know, kind of ruined the whole Christmas thing. But uh, you know what? Let people be who they are, I guess. You know, just do your thing and they'll do theirs. That's yeah, right. but don't don't say you're not allowed to. Don't yeah. say it's politically incorrect. Sure. Keep your mouth shut and just do your thing, right? Yeah, keep your mouth I mean, shut and do it, your how thing. How could it be politically incorrect to say Merry Christmas when we've been saying it for hundreds of years? Yeah, Christ started it all and basically Santa sat on him. Right, exactly. <laughs> and if you ask kids today, like, what does Christmas mean to you? And they say, toys, video games, candy. Toys, candy. <laughs> yeah, just all <laughs> materialistic candy. crap. I like the toys and the candy. I'm not saying <laughs> I don't like it, but I get, like, the whole meaning of Christmas. And I do definitely think that, you know, it's just, like, way too early to go in and see Christmas stuff. Like, I just find Halloween it kind of weird that it's all about Christ. And here we are lying to our kids about some magic man that doesn't exist that we're bringing a bunch of toys from China to the living room. <laughs> well, you know, I <laughs> watch don't the get Bill it. Maher show. I'm not always in agreement with Bill Maher. <laughs> yeah. But Bill Maher has a really clever thing that he He's says. Smart. Yeah. He says, we tell um, our children all about Santa to believe in him. And he feels that Jesus Christ is just as fake as Santa Claus. Probably. So if you believe in Jesus, you're believing in a spirit that doesn't exist like Santa Claus. Now, I don't know what everybody's views are on that. But uh, I don't necessarily agree with Bill Maher all the time, as I don't necessarily agree with Donald Trump all the time. But I will tell you, Donald Trump has come up with some pretty good things that I've discussed and wanted to happen. Uh, Donald Trump, if he only did some of the stuff that he says he wants to do, he could help our country a lot. Yeah. Not the deporting, all that crappy stuff, but the stuff that he, that you know, about... Get the oil away from ISIS and they have no power. I agree. Take the oil away from them and they go back in the desert. What have they got? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing that's a, water. Let's give a shout out too to Cindy. Lady Lake and Chinzi is in the Cindy. chat room. Chinzia, my dear. How are you? And the family. Beth is all over Europe. My God, I've been seeing pictures of her. She's in every country. A lucky Beth. I wish it were I. Anyway, that's about that for that. So what are we going to talk about today, Give my buddy? Give me my back scratcher. I need my back. Well, back our first scratcher. guest is going to be calling in just a minute. So okay. maybe what we'll do now is do a commercial, and that way uh, – Okay. Actually, uh, Goddess says that Santa's real, and she loves it when he comes down her chimney. Hey, Ooh. now. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. 
Let's not play with that one. I could knock that one around for hours and be thrown off the air for sure. Um, you know, the song Santa Baby. I'd like a guy six foot four. Whoa. Got me on Does the it go floor. like that? That's what she said. Well, that's said. how he oh, goes. I see. No, that, that's, what, that's what God is saying. Santa Baby, oh, right, like right. a man six foot four who could throw me on the floor. Get and it. the rest of it, she of course. She says meow. Well, I know she likes that. I know God is once a <laughs> She wants a gorgeous six foot four muscle bound Santa Claus Roger to come that. down her chimney and throw her on the floor and take them oh, listen to this one. See what you can do. Says, Santa is a bit strange. We tell our kids all year long not to take sweets from strangers, and then a man creeps into their room and leaves them stuff. <laughs> or hell, we take him. We take him around the block on Halloween. <laughs> oh, pervert! Oh yeah, Halloween's like that too. <laughs> sure. Think about it. Let's go knock on some pervert door. Here you go. Watch out for the old man, that old pervert yeah. who comes in and gives you cookies yeah. for goodies. <laughs> Laced. And also, he comes in your bedroom to see if you're sleeping. Now, that I'd question. Yeah, it's kind of weird, huh? <laughs> oh, well, it's all fun. You know, let's just it's enjoy for, life. It's good for the kids. Because it goes by so quickly. I know. That's it. Everybody takes themselves too serious. Exactly. Everybody needs to and just everybody, have a good Everybody's con. too damn politically correct. And everybody gets offended too easily. You know, 35, 40, nobody gave a shit. We just plowed through life and had a good time. Today, you got to worry about saying this, doing that, wearing this, being that. You know, screw it all. Life is too short. Just, enjoy you yourself. Know, go naked. Run through the streets. screaming Santa is a homo. <laughs> that's all and have a good time I'd like I want to see the reaction the streets naked. That would, I would like that I'd like to see the reaction of the, the neighbors he wants to see me naked oh, you see me naked all the time yeah, right? yeah, well, I can't see it enough but you want to see me naked dressed to Santa <laughs> no, no you said running down the street naked screaming about him well, Santa. <laughs> I, I don't know what, sometimes I wonder what I marry <laughs> I don't, get, I don't get you sometimes. I want to scratch you here. Can I play with Do you? Do it. He's doing that. Daddy Muir says stop being politically collect, per, collect, uh, correct. correct. <clears throat> Say what you want. Freedom of speech, right? Absolutely. And to do what you oh, want. Oh, and Gata says you got to only wear a hat. <laughs> no, I was going to wear I was going to wear a cock sock there you uh, go. underwear. Red and white. They have, you know, the cock sock does have a Santa Claus pair of underwear. They're red. And, oh. of course, you throw your gifts into this pouch. You know. And they look divine. And I think it has like a little wreath on it or something. <laughs> That's it's, hilarious. It's, 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 it might be a Christmas cock ring. Ouch. Mm-hmm. You got to just have fun. So let's do a quick commercial real quick and every, let everybody know ahead of time. We'll get this out of the way to make sure we don't forget it. That you can hear the Jimmy Star Show weekly on W4CY Radio. And if you listen to us live, you get to also hear the fabulous Chad Murphy. Oh, yeah. Oh, before I go any further, I, I forgot. I want to thank Deirdre Sarego for filling in for me last week. She's done a wonderful job. She got quite a response from people. They were so happy to have her back and to see her again. Uh, you know, unfortunately, she has a life and she can't do this show all the time because she auditions. She's busy. going to school to learn her craft. So she's a busy bee. Yeah. All right, let me go back. So see, we're going to have a guest calling in in okay. one second. But you can also hear us on WROM Radio in Detroit, Hamilton Radio in New Jersey, Planet Radio Network in New York, L.A., Ontario, and London, Monster FM Radio in New York, Jackalope Radio in Kansas City, K4HD Radio in L.A., WBAD Radio in Washington, D.C. We're also on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. And you can see our videos on Roku, YouTube, Vimeo, and JimmyStarsWorld.com. That's a mouthful. That is. And, um, <laughs> we do get around the world, I must admit, we do. So so um, we're going to introduce a guest, but before we can introduce the guest, she needs to hit the video button on her Skype screen. Skype screen? Skype, Skype screen. Uh, Deborah, are you there? I don't think Deborah's even there. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's going to be coming in. Now we're going to do a whole, like, 
All right, everybody. So we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show, Deborah Smith Ford. Hello, hello, and welcome. Hello, thank you. Deborah, if you can just sort of somehow not have so much light, you're sort of bleached oh. out. And we want to see how pretty you are. That's much better. Much better. All right, everybody. Much better. Before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody, Deborah. Starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi, Honey Bunch. How are you today? Hi, Ron. Just fine. You? Good. I'm, well, I'm, yeah, I'm good. Very good. Thank we you. got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hello, Deborah. Welcome to the show. Hey, Chad. And we have a chat room full of people, so say hello to the chat room. Hey, chat room. There chat, you chat, go. Chat. Um, so, everybody, Deborah For- Smith Ford actually is a friend of one of our past guests from a few weeks ago. You guys remember the incredible actor Brett Rice that we had on, and uh, and that's kind of like how we hooked up and met each other. And we love Brett Rice, and now we're going to love you. So, welcome to the show. Yeah, I thought you said you made a movie with her. I did make a movie with her. I never met her though before. But does she remember making a movie with you? Well, she didn't make it with me because we're not in the same scenes. But she knows that we were both in the same movie. Well, what was the name of the movie? All right, so tell everybody. So you guys, uh, Deborah, she's from. You're from South Florida, right? Yeah, Southwest Florida. Um, Southwest Florida, and you know, like I lived in Florida for 50 years in South Florida, and I did a film many years ago called Phoenix Falling, where I did my first on-screen kiss, and I get to curse in it too, and. Oh, uh, Oh, that's a shock. And I kiss Ozzy. You guys know Ozzy. She's been on the Woo! show a bunch of times, and it's a really cool scene in a nightclub. And Ozzie. the name of the film was Phoenix Falling, based on, on an award-winning short that won all kinds of awards. And Deborah's in the film, too, and I don't know who you play. Who did you play in Phoenix Falling? I played Carrie, a sidekick to one of – to someone. <laughs> I don't remember. Isn't it funny, though? Been a while. Know, Phoenix Falling, I don't think it ever came out. It changed its name too. Was that the cha- the change or? Oh, I don't know. Like I asked, like uh, six months ago, like when it came out, and and, and Ram, the director, didn't uh, right. message me back. I mean, it's a great film. Like it's like a really like it's not like a crappy indie that looks no. like shot it on a camera phone. It looks really really right. good. The plane scenes and stuff. So I don't know why it never came out. We need to find out. Well, I, I'm still in touch with another actress. Now I can say I'm in touch with another actor, but Leslie Staples portrayed yes. the grandmother in it. I played her sidekick, her character's uh, sidekick. I know her from well, I knew her. I know her not really, but I know her from like social media and from the film. She's she was in cool. Calendar Girls. Yeah, she was in Calendar Girls with uh, like a bunch You're of big kidding. stars. I love that movie. Sure, that was with Judy Dench. Oh no, and, and Miriam. Miriam. Yeah, Helen. Yeah. Helen Miriam. Hel- Helen, yes. Helen, I love that film. It's one of my favorite films. Who did she play? Jenny. I want to remember the character's name. She what? wasn't. She wasn't a principal part, but she was. Oh, she wasn't a principal. Yeah, part. but she was there. She's. I notice everybody in film. I don't look just for the principals. I I look for performances from people that walk across the stage. I tell that to Jimmy all the time, because sometimes you're going to see a very famous movie star in an old film, when she was starting or he was starting, and suddenly there they are. Or even helping behind the scenes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I always say, it takes everybody to make a movie, not just the stars. Exactly. I mean, I've made a lot of films and little crappy films, but that little bit that I gave to it, maybe I would hope made it better. Actually, though, (laughs) like, I mean, going back to Phoenix Falling, I didn't know they changed the name. Do you know what they changed the name to? That might be the new name, but I, oh. that's the one I always remember. Oh, no. I, I think um, they changed. No, it was Blue Light before that, and it was changed it? from Blue Light to Phoenix Falling, I no, think. No, no, no. I read what they changed it to. They changed it to Jimmy Starr's Academy <laughs> of Performance. <laughs> there you go. 
I am so good in it, though. I get to say, I say, what the F are you looking at? And I start a fight with the main character guy in a nightclub. And then I get kissed by a really hot girl with big boobs, even though I'm gay. So, like, it's like a really cool thing. That part's good acting. (laughs) (laughs) So it was fun. Like, I, like, loved it. Okay, so you're in South Florida, and I know you're really involved in the film community in South Florida. I used to be a long time ago because I saw you have, like, a – you're a – uh, head of a group of acting, a gr- an acting yeah. group in South Florida. United Film and Television Artists. Which I don't know. How long has that group been together? That we were just talking about the other night. Close to 15 years, I think. But we were with one FMPTA, Florida Motion and Picture and Television Association, who is still going on. It's been many decades. But UFTA is, is who I'm involved in now. I'm one of the officers. There you go. Congratulations. Are, are you I love affiliated it. in any way with Women With Film? No, no, but I know who is. Uh, one of our officers is. I actually might be, and I don't know it again. I'm so sorry. I've been involved with my books lately, so film is kind of on the second burner. Okay. <laughs> lots of, lots of actors. Which we should actually now. say, not only is Deborah Smith Ford an actress, she's an award-winning children's book author and a celebrity impersonator. And you guys, like, now you can almost tell if you, like, look at her profile, you can see her most famous I don't know if you impersonate a lot of people because I only saw the one. But if you look at her profile and think of her hair slicked back uh, all the way back and think of her in all black with glasses, and she is the dead-on ringer for Trinity. And you guys all know Trinity from all the Matrix films, one of the main stars of all the, Mat- the three Matrix films. And, and I went online and watched like some of the stuff that you've done as Trinity. And like, I w- you could be a stunt double. like You would not even know the difference that you are not Trinity. How did you get involved in the whole like celebrity impersonation thing? Uh, well, I didn't know anything about the movie, and I, when the second film came out and soon after the third, I was just mobbed all the time for my autograph. And, of course, I was an actress like at the us, time, like so I was signed by my own name. And since my name's Deborah Smith Ford and Trinity's played by Carrie Ann Moss, no one really caught on. No one ever said, oh, that's not you. So I did that for a while. Then friends submitted me to a uh, international competition in Fort Erie, Canada, and I won one of the awards as Trinity. And um, it kind of took off from there. I started going to um, conventions and conferences and lookalike gatherings and getting gigs as her. Ram hired me. That's one of the reasons because of my look. He wanted me to be like an action kind of character, and that's why I was called Carrie. Oh, and I'm in other films cool. as. That, as Trinity, but not, you know. To me, you look like a very, very important actress, a legendary actress from the 1940s, 30s, and 40s, and her name was Merle Obron. Oh, quite, really? Quite a beauty, and I think if you were made up with your hair slicked back in the bun and using her makeup, you could look like Merle Obron. So look her up and see who she I'm, is and be, smile. I'm writing that down now. Most beautiful women. She was uh, Indian from <laughs> India and English. But the mixture of the English blood and the Indian blood just made her look exquisite. She was a beauty, quite a beauty. So do you get a lot of gigs, and do you, do, do you celebrity impersonate anybody else, or do you pretty much just travel around? I, I doing did. I, I've done uh, Queen of Narnia quite a bit, Audrey Hepburn in my day, um, Mary Catherine Gallagher as a, as a, as a joke. And most oh, that's people Saturday don't Night know. Live, right? Right. Right. When I come out as Mary Catherine or then I come back as Trinity, no one knows I'm the same person, which is really hard to believe because it's just my face with different glasses. That's it. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, but the outfit would be different because Mary Catherine oh, Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's not like, like I'm covered. Mary, I'm the, covered. The persona and the act, yeah. the way you speak, the persona is different. I love it, though, because yeah. I think, I mean, for me, The Matrix is an awesome series. It's almost like too difficult. It's just great to watch. If you actually try to pay attention to what's going on, it's a little bit difficult to follow. Well, at least I'm stupid. Uh, so for me, it was a little difficult to follow, uh, you know, with really getting it. Was, it was fun. I mean, it's fun. It's a fun movie, and the action and everything yeah. is great, and I love Keanu Reeves. Um, but it's not like one of those movies I would watch all the time. But but I think that you as Trinity, though, like as soon as I looked at online and saw you as Trinity, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe you look just like her. So I think that's really that's a really cool way, and it's a really cool way to like make extra money I, I in entertainment. So. <laughs> who's, who's Trinity? Trinity's one of the main three characters in the Matrix. The Matrix was a huge. Oh, I know hit. what you're talking the about. Movies. Yeah, she did the black hair pull back with a ponytail. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she does. Oh, no, not look... with the ponytail though. Just pack slicked back. No, she had a ponytail yep. in Matrix. She had shorter hair in the first one, and then it was longer in the next two. Shot the second two films together at the same yeah, she time. She had a ponytail in one. It was pulled back in a rubber band. Yeah, you do look like her. I remember that film. I love it. So I also, I mustn't have seen the first one. Also, you guys, because I just see people in the chat room are writing, so um, you're wet, uh, if you guys want to find out to see some of the stuff that you've got going on, they can go to debsford.com, D-E-B-S-Ford.com. Yeah, and Correct. Ch- Chad, if you, Chad, if you can, pull up a picture of Merle Oberon and post it up. So well, that'd be cool. She's gorgeous. Let me tell you, Merle Oberon was one of the most beautiful women, classy, Chad's like, elegant. how do you spell it? Oh, Merle? I don't know, Merle. <laughs> M-E-R-Y-L, like Meryl Streep or something else? M-E-R-L-E, maybe? No, it wasn't Meryl. It was Meryl. M-E-R-L-E, maybe. And Obron was O-B-R-O-N-D, I think. O-B-R-A-U-N-D, probably. No, no, not D. Obron. O-B-R-A-U-N. We'll figure it out. There you go. I think it was O-U-N. I forgot who she was married to, but she made about a million films. And I saw her one time in L.A. when I lived there in a restaurant. And she walked by our table, and I thought, my God, was she stunning. She had to be at least 70 years old, and her hair was jet black, slicked back in a bun. But those cheekbones and the chin and the nose and those gorgeous eyes, she was the most stunning woman. And she was all in a white suit. I'll never forget it. They're saying O-B-E-R-O-N in the chat room. Yeah, probably. O-B-E-R-O-N. Anyway. Okay, okay, so have you? let me ask you a question. Have you ever been in any movies with Brett Rice, or how did you meet Brett Rice? Yes. Oh, I knew I needed to look at my resume first. <laughs> uh, Brett and I were in, oh, a couple films. There she is. One, one was an indie here locally, and it was Making Waves. Okay. He played the uh, father in the film, and I was the teacher. Um, then we were in another, we were in something else and something else. Okay, so you've been in several films with him. Yes, at least at least two or three that I can recall. One might have been a TV show. Okay, that's cool. It yeah, but the picture you showed, Chad, is a very young picture of her, and it wasn't when she became great glamour girl. Go to one when nineteen forties. That was like a thirties shot. Go to like <laughs> middle middle forties. That's when she blossomed into a great beauty. You know, look at Marilyn Monroe. When Marilyn Monroe was eighteen, she was a pot. Her chin was too short. Her nose was the wrong nose. She had that kinky orange-brown hair. You wouldn't have given her two looks. Now, look at Marilyn Monroe when she turned, whatever she turned, what, 36? She was the most breathtaking thing in the world. So some women do get far more beautiful with age, uh, and some don't, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then I mean, there's in-between. 
I've been around Hollywood <laughs> 52 years, so I've watched them when they were young. You know, the best one was Jaja Gabor. I swear to Christ, her face had to be plaster of Paris. That woman never aged, never had a line. I met Jaja maybe 35, 40 years ago. She was a young, beautiful woman. And I saw her when I left uh, Palm Springs about five years ago. Of course, she was in a wheelchair. Everything was a mess, but the face was the same. Nothing changed on the face. Everybody, everybody in the chat room says you have classic looks, and they also everybody liked the picture when you have the hat. You have an advertisement picture with you wearing like the hat. That's a very cute. Oh, picture. that's my. That's I got my foot in the door with that one. That was an, a commercial called Citricale that aired every day on every channel for about a year, and I a little recognition there too. That was nice, and actually, yes, that was a paying gig. Yes. <laughs> You are we supposed high to say cheek- that? <laughs> yeah, that's the high. High, high cheekbones. Are nice. <laughs> high cheekbones, you will not age. People with high cheekbones, their faces don't fall so quickly because the cheekbones hold your face up. And you've got pointy features, therefore you will not age, and you're very photogenic. I have very Thank high you. cheekbones. That's why my face hasn't fallen. Everything else has. <laughs> I was thinking that of myself, actually. <laughs> I'm not going to say it out loud. I hate to tell you where my nuts are, but that's okay. i got to be careful I don't step on them. But, but my face is still up there, still. So let's waiting. see. So we got so we're, so we're, uh, we're an actress, we're a celebrity impersonator, and you're an a, a award-winning children's author. You have a book series called Allie's Adventures. Give us yeah. a, like a one-minute breakdown on Allie's Adventures. Okay. There you go. Now, hang on one sec. Everybody look oh, at the screen. Oh. That's what you could look like made up like Merle O'Brien. Yeah, you do you look got, like You got her? Yeah, it's is beautiful. Is she not gorgeous? I see there. Yeah, she's gorgeous. You can't see it unless you're like on now, watching you, the ITV, you so you can't see it. If you the heavy makeup of those days, you look just like her. Yeah, you do look a lot like you her. Good play, job, Chad. You know what? Submit your picture. Ah. If they want to do a life story of Merle O'Brien, you could play it. I'm serious. There you go. I can't wait to see her now. Can I just get off the show? Chad, and go that, was a gorge, that was a gorgeous picture of her. That's what she looks like. All right, now you can go back. Give us the one-minute breakdown on uh, Allie's adventures. Tell us a little bit about it. Oh, Allie is learning responsibility in many ways. She grows up on an apple farm, shows kids their farms without any animals. It was a fruit farm. Um, she moves on there to south part of the country and meets new friends and travels to Africa and meets a goat, learns responsibility of taking care of a pet because her parents are missionaries, so she learns all kinds of things, meets all kinds of people. And her next visit is going to be growing up um, Hollywood. She's going to encompass and experience all things that are related to Hollywood like we were talking, behind the scenes, a team effort, all that kind of stuff. Because she has a cousin who does it for a living. She'll be working with new animals. (laughs) (laughs) So how do people? Okay, first of all, how many books are there's only there's one book or there's I thought there was two books. We're working on the third one. It takes okay, a long so time. I have an illustrator, and it's about it was I started the first book in that book in 1985 as a college project, and then uh, went from there. And then the the second book came out in um, last year. So this one I hope to um, be published in 2016. I'm hoping. So, gonna get I get a move on on that now, one. Where do people go and get Allie's Adventures? Because I know there's a DVD. There's all kinds of stuff with it. Tell us, give it a little quick sales pitch. Um, if, if you have a most, child, yeah, you want- mostly Amazon, Barnes and Noble, online, uh, Google. Uh, my website will will just go to my website. It'll it'll give you a variety of areas to find it. And your website is debsford.com. There you go. I already knew I had said it before, but it's just good yeah, like, thank you. putting it out there, you know, so everybody gets and, to do and, it. And from what you're saying about your books, I think the moral is a very good moral. 
raising a pet and taking care of things. So I think you're going to do you're going to teach children something important. And basically, well, we own an animal hospital, so I'm very animal oriented. Um, I have a teaching degree, so I'm very children oriented, and um, I'm a mom and I'm a grandma. So it just it's just just a natural path that I take right now. I feel. Yeah, you said you're a grandmother. Did you? <laughs> yes, she did. You, you said, said you're a grandmother. You just said you're a grandmother. Yes, of three. Very proud. One, they all live in uh, Los Angeles. My oldest is eight. You didn't believe. I told you bones hold up a face. You don't look like a grandma to me. God no. (laughs) Well, should I tell you which president was around when I was born? (laughs) If if it's Roosevelt, and it was before Eisenhower. (laughs) Well, mine was Roosevelt, Franklin. If I fall off the chair. Yes, I just I, found out I'm allergic, allergic, related. That's a different to thing to both Roosevelt's and to Martin Van Buren. We did the DNA test last week. You're kidding. No, that's cool. No, I'm not. Just found out. You're Actually, y'all are the first to know other than my husband. Well, now good. about a million, a couple million people are going to know. Uh-oh. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. It's a fantastic thing. No, I think everybody loved him, I think, in the four. Even Barbara Streisand loved him when she made uh, that movie. Uh, what was it called? With, with the... Well, I'm gone today. My mind's completely in a different place. Wait, um, did, wait. go back, though. Did you say you have an animal farm? What did you say you have? Uh, animal. We're veterinary off hospital. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's great. You're going to love it with all my desk yeah, see, right I now. don't know if you can I see. see. <laughs> I'm this enjoying. Is this is Shazam, and we got him at the Big Dog Rescue Ranch in Wellington uh, back in March. We rescued him. He was a, a stray in Miami, and they picked him up, and they were going to put him down in the Big Dog Rescue Ranch, rescued him, and then we brought him up here to Pennsylvania. And he's a Brazilian uh, Mastiff. Mastiff. He's gorgeous. Wow. He's the he's coolest gigantic. dog ever, and he weighs 125 pounds, and he's strong as an ox. He'll, is he'll he be sitting on the... there or standing? He's, he's standing. standing. Okay. And our desk is high. He'll be on this soon. Trust me. In another ten minutes, he's in my lap. Yeah, he likes to he like. He likes to poodle. come on TV. <laughs> so, he thinks he's like a little lap dog. So you get on the couch, and he like sit, tries to sit in your lap like he's like a five pound dog. <laughs> and you know what he does? Uh, he I know. I, mine's only fifty pounds. He, she likes to do the same thing. He puts his mouth up to the microphone when he sits up here, and he looks like he's talking. It's so. Cute. <laughs> yeah, we took pictures of him sitting in the chair because he likes to sit up in chairs. He's got a fan club, believe it or not. A lot That's of people a new logo. Actually, in him. the chat room, they're all saying they missed him last week. So. Yeah, see, they love Shazam. So, what kind of dog do you have? Uh, funny you should ask. That's how we got started with the DNA. We did a DNA on our little pup, um, and she's eleven breeds, and she's mostly Chow. Oh, cool! So it's but oh. she's blonde. She looks like a dingo from Africa. Oh, that's so cute. Oh. But her personality and her oh, hair did. and a curled up tail is dingoish. I mean, and uh, chowish. <laughs> I love that. We should do a DNA on Shazam. I, I know what he is. He's a bloodhound, mastiff, and um, what, bull? I forgot. Forgot the other one. He's the coolest dog, though, ever. But he's got the bump on top of his head like the bloodhounds. Oh, so I know he's about got that. The yeah. Bump. Yeah. Here it goes. He's ready. To- <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Here we go. Shazam, say hello. Somebody take a picture of this, please. Isn't he cute? Say hello, Shazam. (laughs) Say hello. Hi, Shazam. Say hello to everybody. It's just a matter of time before he wants to get on the show. They're saying that we need to make him a Facebook page. (laughs) He has. I think Deirdre. Oh, did he? I'm not sure. Isn't that cute, though? We love love animals. We had a poodle, too, but the poodle passed away about three weeks ago. And uh, so right now we're just going with the one huge dog because I've always been a little dog person and Ron was always a big dog person. Always. So I've always had yeah, St. Bernard's, Mastiffs. I always had like gigantic dogs. I love it. So let's talk about Hollywood. If you could be in any movie that you ever wanted to be in, what movie would you like to be in that's already been made? 
Oh, never thought of that. Um, and in the back of your head, be thinking also, like, if you could be in a movie with any actor or actress, what, who would be that person that you would love to act with? I already have. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, who was that? <laughs> I, um, I got to meet Sean Connery. Wow. I think Meryl Streep. I'd like to meet Meryl Streep. And work with and Meryl Streep. Okay. Living, I should... that is, right? Um, yeah, Audrey Hepburn I would have liked to meet. No, that's too. that's his that's My his. Favorite. So Ron used to have a television show called Set the Record Straight, where he interviewed all the legends of Hollywood: Lauren Bacall, Jane Russell, Tony what Curtis, Curtis Tab Hunter, Tab Hunter all the different like all the like the legends of Hollywood. Goes on and on and on. And I kind of like I've always I've always done kind of like all the like you know thirty to fifty year old Hollywood people, and uh, so together we kind of cover the yep. whole gamut of Hollywood. So that's right. So, so it kind of works. So what movie would you have liked to been in? Um, okay, I should say Matrix. Okay. <laughs> because I'm asked all the time if I am so that I could actually say. Yeah, yes, I was. Yes. I was. Well, you mentioned the fourth, the fourth one. We need you to have a fourth one. Yeah, the fourth one. Yes, you could take the yeah, place. I'll be her big sister, something like you, that. You mentioned Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep adored Betty Davis. She used to run home from school with her friends and sit and watch the old Betty Davis movies. And she feels that a lot of her talent came from Betty. I knew Betty Davis in her later years, right before she passed, about four years before she passed away. And um, I ran into Meryl Streep in an elevator in New York once. And, you know, I didn't tell her who I was. It didn't matter because nobody knew. I simply turned around and I said, I too wish I could work with Betty Davis. And she looked at me and she said, how do you know that? I said, because I like your work and I follow you. And I read that you love Betty Davis. And she said to me, Betty Davis sent me a handwritten letter saying how Betty Davis would have loved to have worked with Meryl Streep. And I, I think he pulled my plug out. No. And I, I think that's fabulous that, you know, they had this camaraderie. Oh. Too bad Betty and Meryl didn't work together. That would have been a classic of classics. I loved Betty Davis. I knew her pretty well. She was a big drinker with a dirty mouth and as tough a broad as can be. On screen, she was the ultimate lady. <laughs> She's a good actress. I love it. <laughs> well, that's what I love about our celebrity impersonation get-togethers because they'll bring together those that never were. Right. Oh, which is fun. You know yeah, that's that's wonderful. So, so I think if I worked with Betty Davis and I had a scene with her, I would really be. I'm never nervous when I work, but I think with her I would have been nervous. Do you have anyone that you would be a little nervous with if you worked with? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very private person in my work, so it's like yeah. Um, my family actually, I don't like my family on set. So that takes care of that. Everybody else is like professional in what they do, so it just works. I've never, never oh, thought about good, it that way. That's a cool. Uh, that's a cool answer, actually, to think about that way. Because I'm kind of like that too. Like I have a phone phobia. I don't like anybody around when I'm talking on the phone. Um, and I'm getting I walk better a lot with it, the phone. Yeah. Like these conversations is so interesting. We want to listen. Get real. Oh well. <laughs> Please, you gotta hear his conversations. They're so business. They're all business. And, I only, I'm and only you can on the fall phone. Asleep. Now you want to hear me when I'm on the phone because mine is dish and dirt. I mean, I got my phone calls. Like if they, they all he know. does is dish and dirt. All <laughs> I, I get the gossip on. I'm very upset, and I have to find out about Angelina Jolie. Is it? Oh. True? That she's 83 pounds and she's ill. Yeah, we saw a thing in Star Magazine. Or I, know, I, know. I, I, have, that, yeah. I have to call and find out, but I've been busy these last couple of days. But I want to know if Angie's okay. Uh, Angie grew up with my daughter, Deirdre. 
They went to school oh. together, and she played in my house. So she was a, a little sweet friend of ours, and I love Angie to death. She's one of the kindest, nicest people in the world. So who's like a young – okay, because you named actors who were kind of like in – in our age demographic, if you had to like act, if you were going to act with somebody in young Hollywood, you know, somebody like oh. or who's current now, who do you think it'd be fun? Maybe you played the mother or just played somebody in a film with them. Who would you like to be in a film with? Um. Well, Aunt, Angie herself, she's young, she's much younger than I yeah. am. Um, <laughs> although she's hit the four zero. <laughs> Um, that's that's we're gonna consider that young still. Okay, like I, I'm a big fan of like Jennifer Lawrence. Like I like Jennifer well, Lawrence a lot. Yeah. Well, she's from here. I think her family lives here in Fort Myers. Oh, yeah. do they really? How cool is I, that? I, I didn't know I that. Have that right. Or her grandparents. That's she's cool. one that was. That. Um, I think that's her. I think she's beautiful as a blonde. I don't like her with dark hair. As a blonde, she's absolutely gorgeous. See what hair color can do for you. <laughs> No, it's amazing. I mean, nowadays, every actress changes their color for their role because they don't want to look the same. They don't want to always be who they are. So even the men change their hair color. Uh, I've got to ask on that. They're changing it or someone is changing it for them and telling them well, what they should look the like? the actress. I've spoken. I've interviewed a lot of actresses. Really? Yeah. And they said, well, you know, like uh, Jennifer. Uh, uh, Jesus, my mind is gone. Jennifer Jones. She made a film called Duel in the Sun. She played a wild gypsy girl who was a sex fiend and, and whatever, whatever. So she made her hair bright red and curly, wild, like a red-headed gypsy, because her dark hair just didn't quite, you know, make it work. So lots of times, hair color is half of your performance, believe it or not. I mean, if you're playing a sexy uh, bitch, you want to be blonde and sexy with a cigarette. You don't want to be a brunette. It's hard for a brunette to be a sexy bitch with a cigarette. She'll come off like Joan Crawford, hard and tough but she won't come off bitchy and sexy. So hair color has a tremendous amount of, of, of work. It, it does make the character better. And I know when Jennifer Lawrence plays a dizzy dame, like in that wonderful movie, she was a blonde. But yet when she does that... Hunger game, she's Hunger got dark game, hair. She has to look fierce and strong, so she's dark right. hair. I love that. Would you change your hair color for a role? Oh, I have. I've, I've, I was supposed have. to go so bald what, once. What, let me wrap it up. But I didn't. So you know, you know the deal. I played, um, I yeah. played Helldam in one of the uh, Beowulf movies. Oh, and they that's wanted cool. me to be bald. Oh, so you were bald? But they skull went cap. with different look. So. <laughs> well, wait a minute. You went with skull cap. <laughs> no, no, she said they went with a different look so she didn't have no, to No, I had to do underwater scenes. I had a stunt double, but I still had, it'd be harder to do that with a. You know, unless you were really bald. skull cap, it would never stay on. It would rub right off. No, what's your no, favorite no. out of all so out they, of all the out of all the films and movies you've been in? Like, which one is the one that you had the best experience or that you enjoyed the most? I I liked Beowulf. It was scary, but I liked Beowulf a lot. I playing Helldam. It was four hours of makeup though for each of that time. Oh wow, that's a lot. Um, yes, that's you wouldn't have known me on that really. Um, <laughs> that was fun, and some current movies I'm doing now called. Um, uh, Fall Away and Hanging Millstone. There's some indies in this area, but feature films. They've, we've just wrapped on the trailers, and we oh, good. up shooting um, next month in January. Back Perfect. to back. Good. So those the are fun. The reason why makeup sometimes takes so long, don't think they're being worked on for four hours. It's called drying time. Right. A lot of the uh, stuff has to dry before they can continue on. And that's what makes it so lengthy. Sometimes you put straws in your nose to breathe. It's not comfortable. Some people have had, like, the, like this fabulous show I've been following now. It's called Gigi. 
and the man's the boy's name is I forgot David Crumholtz. David Crumholtz, who portrays his grandmother at seventy-five years old, who lives in Boca, who just inherited millions of dollars. It is hilarious. Have you seen that? It's called Gigi Does It. It's on the IFC channel, and You've I don't know if they watch shoot it. it. No, I'm writing it they down. Shoot it in Boca. They... Yeah, they do shoot it in Boca. Matter of fact, <clears throat> you might want to go and see it. You might get on it because they're always doing actors and actresses on it. But he goes into four hours of makeup. All the prosthetics, to, and it's a fabulous makeup. It's hilarious. And he's a Jewish old lady, so the, the stuff is hysterical because it's so Boca. I lived in Boca for 20 years, and I know Boca well. And everything about it is absolutely like the dames that are in Boca. It's, it's actually, a riot. It starts David Crumholtz, and he was the guy. I don't know if you ever used to watch that, that police show called Numbers. It was on Friday nights, and uh, he was one of the main two cast guys in it or whatever. And, and uh, he was also in um, that Heath Ledger movie. Yes. Uh, Ten Things I Hate About You, which I freaking love that movie. Right, right. And uh, anyway, he was in that movie, but it's a really cool show. It's called Gigi Does It. It's on the IFC channel, and it's hilarious. And, yeah, you should check in to see it. If they're shooting that down there, you should get into that. Well, they just had, not Susan Sarandon, the one that looks like her, the one from uh, uh, from Victor Victoria that yeah, played. I forgot her name. The one that played the sexy girl in Victor Victoria. The one that's oh. a blocked it. What, what was um, her name? I can't think of her name. I love her, too. She's one of my favorite actresses. Anyway. Not- Barbara Streisand did something like that, but not her, right? Um, no, the movie. The movie in Victor <laughs> Victoria with Julie Andrews. She played the blonde, the tomato. Oh, it was Julie Andrews. Yes. I, um, the one no, I don't. The song in Chicago and then her dress blows off. I can't oh, we, do it. Isn't it terrible? And she's such a wonderful actress and very famous. She works all the time. Anyway, she was on it last week. So there's there's a lot of she room. does look like Victor she, she does look like uh, uh, Susan Sarandon I always get those two confused she's adorable with that big smile and her, her red hair and she's just pretty as hell her name is Leslie Ann Warren Leslie Ann oh Warren. I remember her with John Davidson way back with Walt Disney yeah <laughs> one and only original family band How oh boy that triggered some she's stuff she's such a terrific actress and a fabulous yeah. comedian. And she yeah. works all the time. Leslie, if you ever hear this, honey, I'm sorry. Come on our show so I can apologize to you directly. <laughs> beautiful. So here's what we're going to do, everybody. We want everybody to check out DebSFord.com. She's also on Twitter. We need to work on your Twitter following. Her Twitter following, and she's on. She's at DebSFord on Twitter also, right? Yes. Um, you guys can go to DebSFord.com, find out about her great books, especially if you have children, because these are great and Christmas is coming. It's a great time to buy uh, stuff for your children. The, um, the the children's book series is called Allie's Adventures. And uh, check out her IMDb and watch all the stuff that she's been in. And if you're having a party and you need a celebrity impersonator and you want somebody <laughs> coming as Trinity, check her out. And you have can, a lot of money. And you can go to DebSFord.com <laughs> and uh, – we want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. And Wish you all the luck with everything that you've got going on. And I would like to say something really special to you. Thank you for doing those books for children. Children need those things learned. And, and I think you're going to do Real a wonderful book. job with it. So that's, that's nice because I love children. And I, anybody that does something for children to grow into better people is my fan. I'm their fan. So it was, I, I, I'm honored to talk to you about the books. Thank and you. Thank you. All right, everybody. So we want to thank you for coming on the show. And um, if you need anything or you have anything great to promote, let me know and we'll bring you back. That's right. Meryl O'Bron. <laughs> Meryl O'Bron. <laughs> Looking her up. All right, everybody. Okay. So it's Deborah For- Smith Ford. Thank you so much for coming on the show and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye, Bye Deborah. Bye. Bye. That's a sweet girl. Very she's nice. very nice. Very, very what nice. girl? She's a grandmother. 
Jesus, she looks a beautiful good. lady who does not look her age. She looks great for a grandmother. Jesus. So I mean, we're gonna take a little. Unless she got you know pregnant at ten. We're gonna take a little <laughs> bit of a music break, you guys, and we're gonna like play a video, uh, music video, Chad. That's me. Um, let's do Kirsten Maryland. Kirsten Maryland, the struggle, you guys. This song comes out next week on Tuesday. It's called the struggle. Here's the music video for it. You got it ready, Chad? I do, but we got a little bit of an awkward angle. But that's all right. That's okay. Go for it. Peace. Here it is. <laughs> I rely on the struggle. Hot pumping up with your bow. I feel alive when I'm climbing up.
you go. Kirsten Marilson. Absolutely, you guys. So that song's coming out. It's called The Struggle, and it's coming out um, November 17th. That's banging. Yeah, it's a good song. I like it a lot. I think everybody will like it, actually. So also, you guys, like with, with all the fall TV and everything going on, I, want, I have a couple TV shows I want to recommend, and Ron doesn't watch any of these, but they're fun. First off, you guys got to check out Scream Queens. It's so terrible that it's good, believe it or not, and it's done by the same guy who does, like, I don't know, I think Glee or a bunch of those different shows, and it's about a bunch of girls in a sorority and somebody killing everybody on campus, but Again? it's really, really campy. Again? It's campy and stupid and fun, and it has a real like 90s vibe. They play all the music from the 90s. Talk uh, about killing a plot. And it's just a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a big success, and it's got a lot of celebrities that are in it, and a lot of cameos by the young, like hot celebrities and all the big music stars like okay. Ariana Grande and everybody was in it. And, and uh, for you intelligent people out there who don't want to watch... Wait, I'm not finished. See how, see how it is when I cut it? You cut it? <laughs> I know, but you're going to change it to for intelligent people and I'm giving like shows to watch. The so stupid wait, people. So I'm stupid done, people go to the left, intelligent people go to the right. No, it's okay. The stupid people... Said? So the, go, the He's stupid appealing people to going, stupid people. Going to the left. And he watches this show. Hello? Yeah, I do watch it. Scream Hello? Queens is hilarious. And stupid people watch it. Hello. It is hilarious. I didn't say it. I know you didn't because you don't watch anything it. but documentaries. I need that in my back situation. Oh. Um, all right, you guys. So, like, watch Scream Queens, the new season of Empire, which is anybody who's in the music industry will love. It's fantastic. So the new season of Empire is out now on uh, Hulu and on TV. It's really good. And then make sure to watch um, what's Arrow? Arrow and Gotham. Those are, like, the best shows on television, you guys. They're freaking awesome. So check them all out. And then if you want to watch something intelligent, Brian will tell you what to watch. I watched last night the premiere of Oak Island. <laughs> Don't laugh. It's the number it's all over the world this show. Everybody's flipping out over it because in fact they have found things at the bottom of the well, which is about Oak Island is treasure is buried down there but in such a way that nobody could get to it. Uh, and seven people have died trying to do so for the last two hundred and something years. It is supposedly where the, the covent the uh, what not covenant, what is it called? The uh, the thing that Moses put the scriptures in the covenant ark of the covenant covenant the ark of the covenant is down there and all kinds of artifacts so now we're getting this is the third season and we're getting down and they really dig dig it they have no idea what's there so you're with them every not every week as they dig down and down and down uh, and then after it they had all about adolf hitler that hitler did get away in a submarine and that he went to argentina and now they're following the tracks of where Adolf Hitler went. There was a tremendous Nazi uh, party in Argentina by the thousands with, the, you know, the swastikas and all that crazy crap that those swine used to run around with. And they were thinking of coming into the United States and killing us back in the 50s. But, of course, they didn't. So that show looks like it might be promising. And we will find out, you know, Hoover lied about it. He said that they found the remains of Hitler. Not true. It was a woman's remains. So America has a wonderful way of keeping us stupid. Now, that rocket that was seen that they said was a rocket is not a rocket. It was a UFO with a tremendous light, and it flew, and it went, and they said it was this, it was that, but nobody's buying it now. Everybody knows that it was definitely an unidentified object a few days ago that flew across the skies. So that's it. There you, you know, go. I love that stuff. Chad, do you have any TV show that you actually watch? No, and I don't think that was a UFO. 
No, everybody said that it couldn't possibly be a rocket because of the way the light came out. Uh, and, you know, they're trying to cover it. I believe yeah, in they're UFOs. Just, they're just There's screwing no you. Then. It's probably Project Blue Beam. Someone's screwing with your head. That's all it is. No, 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 no. no. Listen, you believe in uh, Santa Claus, so I believe in UFO. Yeah. Don't get the rap. <laughs> don't get the rapture mixed up with an alien abduction when they tell you that. No, but you know it, it's just as you know. If you really watch uh, aliens as I do, uh, what's it called? Ancient aliens. Ancient aliens. Yeah. That the, they make a lot of sense about how could things have been built back in the days of old with the equipment that they had then. That the that they find that they can use today's equipment to do the same thing: cuts, lines, stones. It's amazing how those primitive people and the Egyptians was so ahead of the game. So there's a watch it, educate, you know, learn, open your mind to everything. They had, I a, lot, do. They had a lot of slaves, a lot of Hebrews. Not, Hebrews. A, not enough slaves, and, and you have to watch the show to get the idea. I mean, there are there are the same things all over the world back in that period, and they didn't have an airplane and no way of getting around. Yet everybody had the same stuff and the same building and the same technique, and that's what they don't get. So there's a lot of mysteries about how old civilization is in on this planet. You know, watch it. It's very interesting. It is interesting Even to watch. Even if you don't believe it, the uh, the idea is good. It's a good idea. What do you, th- Chad? Do you watch like any TV or no? You just work at night playing shows. No, I mean I watch TV. I just try to stay with what's going on in the world, and uh, you know, keep you watch it. like news then, or you don't because you don't watch like action shows and stuff like that. Yeah, I watch I watch news compressed. You know, I don't watch with all the the pill commercials in between and stuff like that. I find the uh, the channels on YouTube people covering like uh, what's important, pretty much. That's what I like to do too, because it's so funny. It's so funny that you say all the pill commercials, because like every time the pill <laughs> commercials true. come on, Ron and I are like, "Oh my god!" Like, it's like quick, we can go make a grilled cheese sandwich and grab some lemonade. We got three or four minutes. I know, but it'll be like you like have something to like just to, to save it to stop itching or something, and it says, you know, if you use this project though, you go blind and your dick falls off. And, and you think of killing like, yourself? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I mean, I like, there's it. so many bad things. It's it a disclaimer. It can cause a heart attack, a stroke. It can cause cancer. I mean, but take a chance now. The pill may stop you. And from then you'll pain. stop itching. And it's and it's amazing. People go out and buy these things. So it's weird. Well, you know, that's that's how it is. Crazy. That, you know where what I watch? I go to the high channels and high I channels. watch English news. Because in England, they do not mask things as the media does here. And let me tell you folks out there, before a reporter, and this is a fact that I know, before a reporter can report what he has discovered, the producers of that show have to okay it. And if they don't like it, you don't get it. But in England, it's all open mic and they don't care what they say. And I've learned so many things about our country by watching British news. It's fascinating. Absolutely. We lie like crazy in this country. I don't know why. They think we're stupid. Like I said, why don't they tell us they're a UFO and they've found them and they know? Because people will panic. Who's going to panic? They, they blew down the two buildings in New York. We didn't panic. Actually, the people that are in the chat room that are in England said, like, the news in England is shit, too. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Hey, hey, Ron, just for your info, there were three that fell. America. Like Wag the Dog. Goddess is like Wag the Dog, which is a great movie. I love that movie. No, I mean, England loves to say bad things about America, and that's how I find things out, because they say things that we won't say because we don't want to look bad to the world. But England <laughs> thinks nothing of saying bad stuff about, about the States. And Jane Yates they is saying They should really that. pay us back the gazillions of dollars they owe us. 
Jane Yates says she likes to watch stuff on Periscope because it's unedited and, it, and live as it's going on. That's, that's funny. That's I, I like that. Who said too. that? Goddess? Jane Yates. Oh, Jane. Hey, Jane. How are you? So let's do another music video, you guys. Shalimar Slow Dance is starting to climb up the charts. It's doing really, really cool. This one I really You guys love. know Shalimar. They were like a hit band with many, many number one hits. The name of the new single is Slow Dance. It came out two weeks ago or so, two or three weeks ago. Uh, the video is cool. The song is cool. Chad, we got that one ready? Roll this it. This one's going to do something. All right, everybody. Charts. Here's Shalimar. Slow dance. Check it out.
If y'all know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. There you go. You got to love it, everybody. That's Shalamar, and the name of the single is called Slow Dance. It's a beautiful song. It's slow, and it makes you relax and feel good about yourself. The lyrics are good. The music is good. The opening is phenomenal. Yeah, you like that. I love that opening. It's it's like I listen to it and smile. This is a good song. Watch this one, people. It's going to be on the charts. It's so funny, too. Ron really likes my back scratcher. Well, no, it's just I have something to play with instead of him. Wow. I got sick of playing with his little back scratcher. I love it. That's not nice. <laughs> Wait a minute, let me pick Listen your nose. to the t- don't pick my nose with my back scratcher. I stick it on my skin. Oh, what difference? Let me pick your nose. Come no, on, pick, please. All right, everybody, too. Ron, Ron, and I will be at one magical weekend, June fifth through th- June third through fifth, two thousand sixteen. Um, you can find out more. Tickets are getting ready to go on sale. You can follow them on Twitter. It's at the number one magical weekend. Um, on Facebook, you can just plug in one magical weekend and like the page. We're also on moves. Uh, if you're on moves at one magical weekend, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's June 3rd through 5th, 2016. Tickets going on sale soon. And right now they're pushing white party week, which is at the end of November in, in Miami. And to get more information, you can go to one magical weekend.com. O N E M A G I C A L weekend.com. And One Magical Weekend was not only about gorgeous guys in, you know, little bathing suits. We did go to Disneyland functions. I mean, we had a ball on the water thing, on the other, the rides. I mean, it was a riot. Uh, all these gay guys, you know, big, tough guys screaming on the rides, oh, like little girls. That's what I got a kick out of. But you have a ball there. I mean, you dance, you drink, you eat, you party. It's like three days of just forget about it. Insanity. You know, I'm thinking about it, and I'm saying to Jimmy, I don't know if I can make those three days again. I suffered the last time. It was hard for me. But those young kids, they just go, 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 go. You got to remember, though, you had a hard time also because you had a, a terrible knee that you come back immediately right. from that and had surgery on it. Right. Now, so, so now you won't be been. in the same shape. Right. But I had a ball. I mean, I loved the water. <laughs> the water thing was, I tell you, my bathing suit gave me a wedgie that I thought my eyes were going to fall out of my head when I slid down that thing. Remember? It was hilarious. Bath- oh, it was, it, we really screamed with laughter. It was a fun, fun three days. I'm looking so forward to it. Absolutely. I can't wait to go. So now we're going to play an interview. Chad. Hi, Captain. Let's do the Lara Spencer interview real quick first. Great interview, folks. Let, 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 um, let, let, uh, let me, just, let me uh, give a little fall that's in. That's what I was going to do. You give yeah. the fall in and Chad um, will get it ready. We moved to Garden City, Long Island from Beverly Hills, and uh, we were a different kind of people. We dressed very designer. and my daughters were dolled up. Uh, Deirdre wore Norma Kamali. And when we got to Garden City, the kids were going to school in dungarees and sneakers and backpacks. And my two kids went dolled up looking like idiots. And all the kids made fun of them. All the kids except one, who was Lara Spencer. Lara Spencer was the wild kid in the school. Nothing bad, but where there was mischievous trouble, there was Lara Spencer. Therefore, she became one of my favorite kids that hung out in my house. So when you see and hear this interview, you'll get the whole picture. I love Lara. uh, Not Hollywood love. I really do love her. Like she's one of mine. In person, she's one of the kindest, sweetest most lovable people. She's high energy. She's always up. She's always ready to party. She likes to take a couple of drinks and go berserk. Um, She's just the coolest person in the world. So please enjoy this terrific interview. My favorite. There we go. Hi, everybody. Ron Russell here again with Set the Record Straight. 
I've always told you I've had special guests, legends of Hollywood, incredible people on my show, and I've always been very happy to interview them. But today is an ultra special day for me. Lara Spencer, I have known for many, many years. I've watched her grow. I followed her career. I watched her start off as a Long Island reporter reporting about dead people in the ocean that came out of an airliner that crashed. I've watched Lara go on The Insider and travel from there back to Good Morning America where she belongs because she's great. She brings to GMA things that they didn't have before. She brings laughter, tremendous amount of play and humor. So I want to say this from the bottom of my heart. I truly love my little Lara Spencer. Little. She's like my other daughter. Lara? Hello, Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie. <laughs> this is so funny to do because what, what you didn't mention was that you have known me since I was in seventh grade. Yes. When you moved to Garden City, Long Island yes. from Beverly Hills. And I met you opening the front door to my house and you were sliding down my banister and you jumped off and you said, hello, Mr. Russell, I'm Lara, and you ran back up the steps yes. into Leslie's room. And that was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. No, I knew then that this kid had a lot of special stuff. And then I watched you in high school. Remember when I made you up for Peter Pan? You were one of the bad boys. I was, no, I was Captain Hook. I was the understudy. No, you were. Oh, understudy. Oh, were you, were you? Yeah. Oh. But I kept, I, and then I was the bad boy behind, no, I think I was a pirate behind Captain Hook. And I just kept praying that she would like mess her lines up, the real Captain Hook, so that I could push her out and have my moment. <laughs> no, and your daughter Leslie was, of course, the beautiful. She played the mother. Yes, She's of course she had like a feminine role, and I had to be like with a hook and you know a pirate's cap. Well, that's on. because you were you, you were a champion swimmer and diver. Yeah, but why stereotype? <laughs> well, you know, when you're a diver and a swimmer and an athletic. Woman, but I had that hairdo. Well, I let's guess. discuss the hair. What hair? What my hair in high school? I wasn't going. It to. was the same. It was the same as yours now. Yeah, but I wasn't going to discuss. I that. know, but I just figured we'd get it out there. No, I was never <laughs> going to discuss that. Uh, you know, <laughs> you're speechless. Yeah, because, <laughs> because I don't want to even go there. When Neither Lara, did I. When I'm still Lara, mad at my mother about it. When Lara was a little girl, she showed stuff that other people didn't show. Jill Burgreen was an excellent singer. And she was a star, and she played Peter Pan. Do they but, know who Jill Burgreen is? No, they don't. But okay. I just like to, I like to name drop. But okay. you know, Jill may watch it one day. That was one of the gals that went to school with my kids and Lara. Um, Lara. Even if she wasn't on stage, you knew she was there because she'd be off stage, backstage, swinging from the rafters, doing something funny. She was always in the middle of trouble. And in school, whenever they said there's trouble, I'd say, mm-hmm. Right, you don't need to give every story. And not, not bad trouble, nothing <laughs> no, bad. No, I was sweet. I, yeah, I just had a lot of energy. And everybody loved her. All the kids loved her. She was like the favorite kid of everybody. Mm -hmm. And my daughter Leslie adopted her as a sister. Yeah. And they've been the dearest of friends all these years. Now, Lara, bragging about you, which is what I love to do, and your Good Morning America performances there are just incredible. Thank I love you. everything you do. I love being there. I know. And you can see that. I, and like, it's a I great literally, crew. you know you must really love what you do if you don't mind getting up yeah. every day at four in the morning. No, I, I, it's, it's so obvious because you bring a light to that show that wasn't there before, as I said. Now you've gone on and you decided to become an interior designer, which is a side of you no, I never No, no, I've always done it. Never I've always, done. yes. Never, I, I, I'm a, I, I love, I mean, Antiques Roadshow, when I hosted Antiques Roadshow, you knew. Yeah. You and I have always talked design. I've always but loved But I it. loved your Connecticut house and what you did with yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, how was beautiful. She just got junk from the street and reupholstered it and made it treasure. Yeah, you know, I, we, we, my, I didn't grow up with a, a lot of money, as you know, and my mom uh, had a great eye and, and a very limited budget. The word decorator was not even a word I knew. 
knew. Sure. Uh, all I knew was that she wanted to create a comfortable home for us. And every Saturday morning, she would pile, I'm the youngest of five, and she would pile me into the back of her wood-sided station wagon, and off we would go, sailing. No boat ne needed, you know? She would have, uh, you know, a couple bucks, and she would take me to all the local yard sales, and she's the one who really got me looking at things in a different way, and seeing a chair that was really beautiful and classic in shape, but just hideous in the way it currently was. But she always, she taught me to not judge a book by its cover. Mm. Don't worry about the fabric. That can be changed. Look at the shape. Look at the lines. And um, I always love that idea of recycling and reinventing and creating pieces that are uniquely you and that are inexpensive, but, but one of a kind. I, I, I think that a lot of interior designers can feel very exclusive, and I don't think that's fair because most people can't do that and so, so I, you're designing on a budget your book well, is yeah, all about it's about it's not but i don't really focus yeah you, i do find i did kathy griffin's whole house in la Sorry. and she didn't care how much i spent but she was thrilled to know that i found pairs of chairs at a, at a thrift shop that were you know covered in the granny plastic that were untouched by time from the 1960s and covered in like a hideous chintz and then I recovered them in a gorgeous chartreuse linen and then used you know great um, chrome tacks on them and she loved that the fact that her pieces had a story of course with her it was always a joke like you know who died in this chair right. but she loved the idea of the same thing her house looks like no other house in LA it's super chic it looks I saw pictures yeah of it. I mean it's just fabulous yeah. and it's her and she loves the stories and that's really what it's about it's not some yeah it's you can definitely do more with less but to me it's also about the recycling the reinvention the okay so exactly why should I buy your book or why should anyone looking at this show buy your book What's the reasoning? The reason is that for years, my friends have been asking me how I do it, giving me lists to go find things for them, loving the stories of how little I paid, how I reinvented it. And after you know the 10th person said, you really should write a book. You have a lot of great information to share. I said, you know what? Maybe they're onto something. I have two shows on HGTV about decorating. Uh, I think you can tell that I love it and that... Um, and that I'm passionate about it, and I, kn and I know what I'm talking about. Now answer me honestly. Yeah. How well is your book doing? It's doing great. How great? It's sold out on Amazon. Oh, it's sold out on Amazon, folks. So now you're really going to have to look for it. Well, they're, they're going to restock. I don't know, don't not go to but, Amazon. But, but I know that when everybody sees this, they're going to want to have the book immediately. And well, I mean, like Barnes and Noble sells it, and you're hopefully your local bookstore, and. Um, you know, I hope you'll want to read it, but... Um, I want to promise that of you also. Will you promise me? Promise you. When I get my farmhouse in New Hope, that he'll come and maybe tell me what I should do with somebody. Oh, he's flying. He needs... He's the master. You are... You, I, yeah, you are an incredible decorator. Yeah, and I know. you know that. I, a lot of... What I learned, I think, is through watching you with your various interpretations. Every, every year, a different yeah. Design. Well, and I'm the same way now. Yeah, I kind of. I think when you're, you know, yeah. a creative person, yeah. it's really representative of who you are, the way you live, and you know, your daughter and I loved love a good yard sale. She and I have been going our whole lives. You know, we didn't have a, a whole lot of money, but we had a whole lot of style. I just went from Italian Tuscan, and I'm going into uh, 1800s. Farm, I can see you doing like Rat Pack LA, clean line, no, mid-century. century I, I See, that shocks no, me. No, no, no. My mother had mid-century. We had blonde oh. step tables and coffee tables and that ugly balloon lamp, all that junk. Oh, that's called the, the Arco light. I love junk. that light. Oh. And I couldn't wait to help her throw it out so the garbage man could take it. Because well, it that's horrible. the beauty of my book and the beauty about interior design is that to each his own. Right. I, don't I don't tell you what style to do. I simply tell you that 
once you can identify what your personal style is, there the sky's the limit as to what you can find and how. But does your book it. help us with the classics? Let's say I find an old oh, spinning 100%. wheel. What can I do well, with I the spinning throw, wheel? Light it on fire. A spinning wheel? Yeah. I draw the line. Well, I can make a planter, and, and I will come water it for you. You are butter churner. My daughter Leslie is starting this whole new venture now with table settings and unusual ways of decorating, and she's starting a blog, and she may eventually go into a book also about, just because I do interesting tables when I have dinner parties. I know. Oh, I think nothing of going out and getting bricks, stones, I mean, wood, trees, dead animals, anything. I don't care. I put it on my table because... I'm glad I wasn't at that party. Well, no, no, it's... It, <laughs> It fits the mood. And Leslie, I guess, has gotten that for me, and now she's doing that. Laura, I know that we have to go to the book signing. Yes, now. I have a book signing, uh, in, yes. uh, and, 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 and if and I'm late, you've given I will me, blame you. You've given me more time than I, I guess I, I should have. I'm sorry this room is so hot. I apologize that we're both sweaty. That's okay. But we love each other, and that's all that matters. Yes. Lara Spencer is by far one of the nicest human beings you ever want to meet in your life. She's not a phony, she's not a put-on, she's not pretentious. She's the same girl she was back then, except 3,400 million times far more beautiful. With a body that doesn't quit. Quick question, how do you stay so thin? That's what my people want to know. Um, I work my butt off. I, you exercise? I, I exercise, I, go, I work a lot, I have two kids, I'm running around, there's not a lot of time, like I inhaled a, piece, a, a pizza the whole pie right. before you got here, right. um, as Sydney can attest, my makeup artist. Um, I'm not afraid to eat, but I think everything in moderation, I definitely think about it. I, I think didn't about want to mention your kids because I don't like to bring up people. No, that's my, that's okay. my number one She's most She's got a gorgeous moment. son, Duff, and a beautiful daughter, Kate who are the most incredible little kids we haven't seen in They're like hysterical. two or three years. I really like to see them again. But now that I'll be living up in Philadelphia area, I'll be going to Connecticut a lot. Yes. So everybody, um, go out and buy the book. And it's I break for yard sales since he doesn't know the name. No, I, I know. I was going to say, <laughs> I break for hot guys. Uh, that's the book that's I'm going to write. No, that's the book I'm going to write. I break for hot guys. That's a very terrifying book. Well, not really. When you get to be my age, you break for anything. Right. If it's breathing and it's standing up against I, a tree. I think I just broke it, actually. <laughs> you break for anything. Anyway, Lara. I, I break for you. a pulse. Go out and buy the book for crying out loud. Uh, isn't he a good interviewer? I think it's... That's what they say. I love you. I love you. See you, everybody. Good I stuff. I love this girl. <laughs> that took me head That's good All stuff. All right, everybody. That's Lara Spencer from Good Morning America. And That's probably the, the realest interview I have ever done. There was nothing that we planned or talked about. It was just when I see Lara, that's what we do. And she's such a delight that I, I just enjoy her so. And I hope you enjoyed this also. And her book was I Break for Yard Sales. Yes, and you can watch her on television. She's in one of those private channels. And her show was really a good show. It's about people win money. When they go to the flea market or the junkyard, whatever it is. It's, it's HGTV in the and United States. And they find States. crappy pieces of furniture and they fix them up. And then they put a room together. Whoever puts the most beautiful room together gets like thousands of dollars. And Lara is the hostess of her own show. It's quite a big hit. And she's also the host of Good Morning America, which is right, the number one talk show every in morning the United States every Lara morning. Uh, yeah, she's just somebody that's really special. That's right. What's next on the list, Jamie? It says that I was the best thing, uh, that you're the best thing I ever picked up in a mall instead of picking it up at a flea market. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, Tristan. says oh, you're the I, best thing I ever picked up. Well, you didn't really pick me up. I tried. You tried. I, I didn't 
go. I know, but you eventually went. Well, only when I met you the second time and I found out you had a radio you show. You could just say, I will, you, uh, you could just keep keep the fantasy alive for everybody. Okay, he picked, <laughs> he picked me up and then he made passionate love to me in the elevator. <laughs> yeah. And then we left and got married. Yeah, not quite, but But eventually that's the way it came out. Well, we got Eventually married. you fell for you. They're saying laugh out loud. Eventually you fell for me. So I love him to death. What are you kidding? He's my special guy. I think he's the bestest. There you go. I love Jimmy Starr is somebody else you have to know personally. He's good. He's good-hearted. He's giving. He's generous. He's loving. He's very tender. See, he's uh-huh, a, that's He's nice. very caring. He kisses all the time. He hugs all the time. He tells me I'm beautiful all the time, which is bullshit. No, he is beautiful. But I let him get away. Well, come on. I'm an old bag. But I let him get away with it. You know, what am I going to tell him? You're stupid. You know, if the jerk believes it, let him believe I'm beautiful. I don't want him to think I'm old and ugly, then he'll leave me. So as long as he, his eyes are not good and he thinks I'm good looking, good for you, Jim. I'm gorgeous. I'm sexy. I'm young. I'm thin. I got a big body, muscles. Look at me. I'm a I'll big take old. it. I'll take it. I'll take it any way I get I'm, it. I'm the most gorgeous creature you ever want to see, Jim. Just don't put your glasses on. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to play. I have these two little quick interviews, you guys, that we did at um, Chiller. A chiller, right? And uh, one of them is with Noel G, and it's really quick. It's like I don't even know if it's a minute long. And you guys know Noel G. He was in uh, Batman: The Dark Knight, which is like the biggest of all those Batman movies. And he was in Fast and Furious One as a main character. He's also in the final Fast and Furious, which I guess isn't going to be the final Fast and Furious anymore. And uh, he was leaving to get on the plane, and Ron thought that the whole interview was going to fall flat and everything. And he was like, "I don't know how you did that." And uh, it's a fun, quick interview, and we put in, it on in YouTube. In the hallway, you know, I did it in a way out the door. I did it in a hallway as he was on the way out the door, and it's a really quick one. And uh, and it got like over two thousand views on YouTube already, and it's only been mm-hmm. up a week, so it's cool. I guess he's pretty popular. So check it out and see what you think. Here's Noel G. Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? Jimmy Star from the Jimmy Star Show. I'm here with Noel G. You know him from Fast and Furious, Dark Knight Rises. What else we got? I know you got a million of them, but the, my favorite one is Fast and Furious, dude. Yeah. Hector! Yeah. Tell him. That's live. It's going on camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. He got me stuck, man. No, go ahead. Tell me what's popping. What's popping? <laughs> I'm on a good one right now. I can't even. I'm on a good one right now. Uh, Go ahead, man. Take it. Take it from me. Take it from me. <laughs> you can attempt. Okay, I have a question. What's up? Here's my question. Uh, Paul Walker died. They just did Furious 7. They featured everybody who's been in all the movies. It was a sad thing. I did the costume design on the second one. Okay. So, like, I actually liked Neil. I thought he was really cool. Uh, what did you think of the last movie? And, and, and what did you think of the whole tribute thing to it at the end? Because that was, like, a really touching thing. I was crying, dude. It was, like, it was touching. Yeah. Um, no, man. Paul Walker's my boy. You know what I mean? I got mad love for him, mad respect for him. Um, I mean, when it all happened, you know, I was hoping it was a sick Facebook joke, but it ended up being real. I had to watch it on the news to find that out. And uh, my heart goes out to him and his family. And, uh, you know, Paul Walker was the most humblest dude. He treated the janitor the same way he would the president. Nobody was no different. Um, just to figure a speech, but uh, most humblest dude ever. Absolutely. So what do you got coming up? Anything big we got coming up? TV show Fresh Off the Boat. Um, got another movie coming out called Pizza Joint. It's kind of like a barbershop, but in the pizza place. Um, got uh, another movie coming out called Beyond Skyline. And a lot of new stuff, man. Follow me on my Instagram, Actor Noel G. That's one word. Follow me. Stay tuned. You're going to see a lot more. <laughs> We're going to get him back on the Jimmy Star Show again one day soon, you guys. So peace out. Noel G. Awesome. That's what's up. Much love. Cool. There you go, everybody. So I know that was quick, but I had to, like, grab it. You know, when you're in media, 
you you grab things when you can get them or you don't get them and so uh we were happy with it and uh i think he might have been like stoned or something because <laughs> he was getting on a plane um I'm on and, a good uh, one. the whole I'm thing was just one. fun but like uh yeah, but also that event was a nice event but it was just didn't have any structure people were walking around aimlessly i mean knocking each other it was just gross people sometimes it was i didn't care for it i'd never go back to that thing but if you want to go see your favorite celebrity, then you have to go through the, the, the motions. I mean, I had it to do with the agent of Batman, Adam West, who was rude to me and nasty. And, uh, you know, we had words. I left. It was, it was not a pleasant experience. You know, celebrities have to realize that uh, they are no longer who they were. And they can't pull that kind of clout. If Jimmy and I give them five or seven minutes on camera, they should be grateful. Because nobody else was there doing it. Okay, nobody was getting them on camera, and Jimmy and I, and especially like Julie Newmar was charming, and I did her. She, I didn't have any problem with her, and she's Catwoman. But uh, yeah, Adam West's agent or manager was really one tough number, and I got news for you, he's going to spoil it for Adam West because a lot of people, if he behaves like that, will not have anything to do with Adam West. In my business, you have to be nice to everyone. Uh, just, just the way it should be. I mean, lots well, of people in the guest room, in the chat room, have radio shows, and lots of people listening have radio shows and stuff. And like, yeah, you know, they know how hard it is. And, and the, the bigger the celebrities are, the more difficult it gets to to get these things. Unless you're see, like, I don't find that to you know, be really big. I don't find that to be. The bigger they are, the better they are. It's oh, some, I think they're better if you can get them. Yes. No, you can get them easier. They're more agreeable because they want to get their name out, their movie out. You know, we produce them. We listen. They do the film. We sell the film for them. Without media, they could stick the film up their kazoo i mean how are you going to see it how are you going to know where to go and get it or buy it or see it so the media is so important and jimmy and i are very kind media we never do negative crap we don't say so and so look like shit or the other one's ugly or one's a fag or one's a dyke or one's a whore we never do that stuff like a lot of the media does they always like to put that little description after the star uh we're very kind to our people that's why we're so liked i know in my world of all the great legends I have a good name because I've been kind to every one of them. And if ever I want to interview them, they agree. That's the way it should be anyway. And, and I mean, Julie uh, Newmar was very kind about it, very sweet. And, of course, I knew her from Palm Springs, but not that well. And uh, she was very the, – the old ones are the best ones. You know, as time goes on, every everybody gets to, like, uh, broaden what they get to do. When we started out – Chad, you remember when we started out the Jimmy Star Show? Like, every once in a while we would have a pretty good guest, but, like, nothing compared to, like, now we've had Academy Award winners. We've had Grammy winners. You know, when you have Oscar winners and stuff, that's, like, a kind of like a cool thing. And it's only going to keep getting bigger and better because we're getting so many views. So got to crawl think, before like, you walk. That's right. You got to crawl before you walk in. We're getting ready to run, and so yeah. also I have to say it's chemistry. Jimmy and I have a great chemistry together. Don't forget, we're the first gay couple who are married to host a, a television show. That's unheard of. Ten years ago, they would have kicked us off the air. Why faggots? We don't want faggots hosting a show. Get lost, queens. But now it's okay. The world is ready for us and our humor, and we bring you into our state of mind, which is funny and campy. And I think that's what's selling our show because we really are, I'm going to brag a little, escalating. I mean, we really are flying everywhere, no matter what. We're recognized. People ask us, for, not autographs, but they want to talk to us. And uh, We went to a Broadway show and people came up to me and said, yeah. are, you guys, are you Jimmy Starr and Ron Russell from the Jimmy Starr show? Right. Like, how cool so, was that in Broadway in New York? I mean, right. that's some cool stuff. And, and I turned to Jimmy and I said, well, 
When you make New York, you've made it all over. You know, if they recognize you in New York. So it's really happening, and we're happy because it's a happy show. And we like you guys to laugh and, and think we're crazy and outrageous. And, you know, I don't give a shit what I say because at 75, what are they going to do? Fire me? Like I give a crap. I mean, I'd rather sit home and play with my roses and my garden than sometimes do this. It's exhausting. So I say what I like, and I give the opinions of an old guy because I've been around, and I know it's shaking in the world. And why not tell people my opinion? Ron, so I've been here from show. I've been here and, from the beginning, and Ron is definitely the missing piece to the Jimmy Star Show. Absolutely, yeah, and I think we're a good combination. You know, straight guy, funny guy, crazy guy, sane guy. Yeah, Jim, Jimmy knows names and does all that stuff. I can't do that crap. I I don't even know my own. You know, my daughters. If I'm with them, I say, "Which one are you?" I mean. That's bad. <laughs> one's a blonde and one's a Deirdre's a redhead Leslie's a blonde and I'm ready to call their name out and I forget their names I say oh my god which one are you I mean you know come on it happens so they, they just simply say they give me fake names well I'm Tallulah or I'm Louise <laughs> so here's little bitches which is funny though <laughs> what we're gonna do you guys we're gonna take a music break I have one more video it's a real short one too we'll play after that with Madison and Mackenzie Lentz hopefully we can hear it okay and um uh, but we're going to play Rodsa Garden. Uh, we haven't, I don't know that we've played this before on the Jimmy Star Show. No, we didn't. The name of the song is I Want to Run. It just got released. It's, uh, the name of the band is Rodsa Garden. And, uh, Chad, we got that okay? Check it out. All right, everybody, here's Rodsa Garden. I Want to Run. Great video.
Ain't no answers to come from above. I hunger and wait there for you to call. I'm not gonna crawl. I'm gonna run. No wrong, no right, no darker, no light, no sunshine or rain, no tears and no more. Hey, 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 everybody. So that's Rod Garden. The name of the song is I Want to Run. And I'm not sure if they're British or Scottish or whatever, but like they're awesome. The song's available worldwide. So no matter what country you're in, you can get the single off of iTunes. And I like it. It's a good song and it, it, it moves. It keeps you going. I was talking to Jimmy before. What am I going to make for dinner tonight? Did you ever get so sick and tired of cooking and then what the hell you're going to make anymore? I make the same stuff over and over and over. Jimmy doesn't eat anything that's got a condiment in it. He's very, very careful of, of he eats this. I mean, it's tough. So what do you do? I don't want to. I'm weird. I don't like ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise. Anything. I and I don't eat salad dressing. I love salad. I just like to put lemon on it, you know, But I because I don't like salad dressing. And I don't eat ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise. And certain flavors you have to add to cooking to make it delicious. And he doesn't eat it. So it frustrates me. And Anybody have any suggestions out there? Chinzy, are you still there? And no pastas because I make too many pastas Chicken as it quesadilla. is. Because it's quick. So really, what do you eat Chad, a lot of, what, Chad? Chad? You're the one that eats all the time. Well, I got Heather. She just had. In fact, I was eating some awesome chicken cacciatore with some rice today. You know, uh, she, but the little trick she uses like vodka sauce and uh, regular what do you call it? Basil and tomato sauce. Yeah, uh, that's good. Makes a mean catch. Those fish and chips, but Ron doesn't I eat fish. fish. How about how about some chicken uh, quesadillas? You like those? No, I don't. I eat, do. I hate Mexican food. Uh, it makes me sick. I love them. I get the runs. Mm. Mexican food's not good for me. You make your own. You guys make your own pizza. They, they said to cook me chicken nuggets. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, you know what? You know what? I'll throw up hamburgers and French. fries. I love hamburgers and French fries and, and steaks. And he's like oh, a pig and shit. He don't care. He's easy then. And, I have cooked the most fabulous meals. You they know, cook that gourmet stuff. It doesn't always go too good. I'm a good me. cook. I like risotto. Jane Yates is saying risotto. He loves risotto. I, we eat rice all the time. I mean, I'm a rice freak. I like rice better than pasta. But uh, I, I'm a very good Italian cook. I learned from my grandma. Chicken parmesan is my favorite. And we make that. But you just enough already with the chicken parmesan. You're going to start you know, chipping in Italian. I can do chicken parmesan, hamburgers. Not junk, junk food. If I went to McDonald's now and brought back every sewery garbage they have there, every polluted piece of crap, he'd sit there saying, good food. I make a fabulous roast with all the kind of stuff. Jimmy, what do you think of it? It's good. I mean, come on. It's funny, Chad, because we were like, because I don't eat very much fast food anymore, unfortunately. Good. Well, unfortunately, that's why you're still alive. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I have a project I'm working on that we can't announce yet, but things have been going kind of like a little bit better with it, and everything's kind of going good. And so we went to, he was like, where do you want to go for lunch? And so we got to go to Taco oh, Bell, wait, dude. I love no. Taco Bell. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't do it right. 
everyone, I do not go to fast food places. Ever. He never Jimmy goes. Jimmy goes hysterical because I don't know how to order in them. The first <laughs> time I went in, I stood there. I said, Jimmy, what do you do? I've never been in one. And he was hysterical laughing. So now this this project that he's working on was, was good. And I said, let's go celebrate. And I'll take you to dinner. Where do you want to go for your celebration? He said, J- uh, what was it? Taco, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Well, we went to Taco Bell. I can't tell you what that crap they think is food. I mean, <laughs> give me a break. The taco shells were like rubber. That brown stuff they call chopped meat looked like sawdust tinted with some stain. Filler. The tomato was good. I enjoyed the tomato. But <laughs> the anyway, tomato. he was eating casadillas, mamalitas, chicolinas, chupapupus, cucucacas. Bueno. Actually, Daddy Muir says he worked at Taco Bell a long time. It's a poison, long time. He'll right? never eat there again. Thank you very much. It's poisonous food. You will get sick from it. You will have diarrhea. Yeah. Here's a, here's a funny thing. I, I hadn't eaten like fast food for like a year and a half, maybe Ugh. two. And then I picked to go to Taco Bell. I think, I don't know why, but within f- like 15 minutes of eating it, I vomited it all up. Of course you did. It's poison. It's yeah, especially your body, Chad, because you don't eat anything junky. I got no. See, I have an iron stomach, but I couldn't handle that. I just see, was. I got. I fell out of the conditioning. <laughs> Daddy Mir says it's toxic. No, that's pretty I, bad. I, I, I was listening to this. I was raised by my grandmother, who came from Italy, who cooked everything fresh. My grandma didn't know what a can was. There was no such thing. She went to the chicken market, picked out the chicken, they killed it. We ate it. She had a vegetable garden. Go. All the ve- she went to the vegetable man, the cheese man, yep. the fish man. In those days, they used to shop that way. Well, so I was raised on everything that came from our neighborhood, and that was homegrown. Now, my father was a pain in the ass because once I had a hot dog and my father took a fit. He said, did you know that I knew a guy that worked in a hot dog factory and his finger came off? Ooh. You might have eaten the finger. So, <laughs> of course, I got a little <laughs> nauseous from that. My father, if we ever went to a McDonald's and he found out about it, he would kill us. He was so against eating poor, poorly. My father was a gourmet eater. Um, my grandmother, Norny, could cook. I mean, you threw a chicken at her, chicken bones, just the bones, and she made the most incredible soups. So I'm spoiled. And I taught my children that, although I know Deirdre and Leslie have gone to those places on the sneak. But what are you going to do? They're kids. Today, you couldn't get Deirdre in one or Leslie in one because their minds have recorded what I said. My favorite is Five Guys. Five Guys is my favorite. You know what, folks? Don't even buy chopped meat in a package. Go to the butcher, pick out your meat, have him grind it, bring it home. You will see the difference. You will taste the difference. Food today is so processed that you're not even getting the the aroma or the feeling of the food. You're eating some kind of... Did you know that cream cheese has plastic in it? Plastic. There's plastic in cream cheese. Not all cream cheese. You can't put plastic in organic cream cheese. Oh, not an organic, no. No, Philadelphia brand cream juice that I love. Maybe. There's some kind of a plastic chemical they use. Maybe. It's arsenic. In Pepsi Cola, there's arsenic. Now, what is it? He told me that there's formaldehyde in Mountain Dew, but I don't drink Mountain Dew anymore. No. Jimmy used to smell from it. Arsenic makes the, the, fu- the, the color go to the top of the bottle. If there's no arsenic, the color falls to the bottom, and you'll see a clear thing with some slub, sludge on the bottom. Anyway, enough of this crap. Folks, live long, eat well. Learn to eat from the garden, and my, what tastes better than a tomato from your own garden? Nothing in the world. You're right, Ron. You're right. Oh, I'm, when I make my pastas and I use my homegrown tomatoes, people faint. They spin in my dining room and say, Ron, oh, what did you do? What did you do? I said, I did nothing. It's a friggin' tomato, basil, and olive oil, and garlic. 15 minutes on the stove, voila, there you go. They can't believe it. 
So we're gonna do one more one more quick interview, you guys. Uh, when we were at Chiller, we did uh, I did a quick interview. Hopefully, you can hear it with uh, Madison and Mackenzie Lentz. Um, Madison and Mackenzie Lentz, you guys know them. Uh, one of them was the main girl who gets killed in the, after the first season of uh, The Walking Dead. They're in Under the Dome. They're in Hunger Games. They're in the new TV show Bosch. And uh, they're sisters. One of them's 18, one of them's 16. They're both beautiful. And it's uh, nice really, girls. really nice girls that are going to have huge careers, Wait I a think. minute. Their dad is a gem. What a father they have. We hung out with the dad, and I really liked the father. He was a cool guy. He's got like 90 kids and a wife. His wife, by the and way, his wife was-, was that fabulous. I didn't know. We were watching a movie, and I said to Jimmy, who's this actress? I've never seen her. She's fabulous. And the movie was called The, the Mist. F- the Mist. Oh, it's a good movie, folks. Watch it. And it ends up that the lead lady is is the it's, mother of these girls. Of these girls. And I tell the husband, I said, I'm not blowing smoke up your butt, buddy, but your wife is some hell of an actress. I told Jimmy, this girl is fabulous. She's done a beautiful performance. Good film, Demist. What an ending. Listen to Ron Russell. He don't lie. And, it's got two, and they've got two Where other kids it? who are Where in the Where do you business. get it? The Mist. You can just get it. I don't know. On, on, on uh, what is it? Netflix, Netflix or Netflix, something. Any of those things. Watch it. From the, it's not a corny, crappy, you know, stupid monster it's movie. It's got Thomas Jane in it. It's a great movie. Yeah, not, it's not stupid. It's it's intelligent for a change. So anyway, we did this quick interview. I think it's like two minutes long. It'll be fun. Check it out. Here's it Madison, Madison and Mackenzie Lynch. You guys will recognize them as soon as you see their faces. Yeah, lovely. Jimmy Star from the Jimmy Star Show, and I am here at Chiller Theater with Mackenzie and Madison Lynch. And as you can't tell, they're sisters, and they are gorgeous. And you know them from... Louder. Under the Dome. There you go. And Hunger Games. Oh, I guess Hunger Games, yeah. <laughs> we go just with Under the Dome. Just that small movie, yeah. That's just that little TV <laughs> one. And then over here we have Madison Lynch, and you know her from... The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Yeah. And um, probably, we got a new show. Yeah, a new show called Bosch, um, which is out on Amazon Prime. If y'all want to watch it, you can watch the first episode for free. Um, if you don't have an account, if you have an account, you can watch the whole season. Oh, my God. Does she know how to do the little pitch there? Oh, yeah, she's, she's got, got that thing. thing downtown way to go so you guys know how much we hated it when she died in the walking dead when she became a zombie it was terrible I hated it. I really did. I just couldn't stand it at all. Because uh, you were like the young, cool character. But you, I haven't seen Under the Dome, but I know we've had someone else on the show. And now, because I've met you and you're so gorgeous, we're going to go and watch it right now. Do it! It's going to be fantastic. So we're going to bring Madison and Mackenzie both on the show with their mother, whose name is Kelly. And you guys know her from The Mist, which is a fantastic gen- movie from our generation, my, my generation. <laughs> And uh, what did you say, Brian? And I love, I love her mom's performance. Uh, her mom's performance was fantastic. As you see, this is a live interactive thing, and Ron's running the camera right now because we don't have a camera crew. But anyway, we're going to have mom and two da- two daughters, and eventually probably two sons who are also going to be superstars coming on the Jimmy Star Show. It's going to be a lot of fun. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. Let's say goodbye to everybody. And Bye, I'm going to I'm going to swing my camera around and show you the man Dad. responsible for these two pieces of art. There we go. Say hi, Dad. There you go, Daddy. You did a beautiful job, Dad. Yeah, I'm great. (laughs) All right, everybody, tune in to the Jimmy Star Show Wednesdays, 3 to 5 p.m., W4CY.com. Thank you. (laughs) That was good. Wasn't that fun? What is Ron doing? He's like playing with my hair. His hair's flat. Styling again? I'm puffing it. I like it. He's puffing up my hair. He likes the back scratcher. I had fun with the, with an interview from the chick from the Brady Bunch. I love her. What's her name? Jerry Reichel. Jerry Reichel. I love Jerry. 
We're going to play that interview next week. It's a riot. She's a fun girl, Jerry Reichel. Remember the Brady Bunch, Chad? I do. She played Jane or not Jan. Jane. Jan, Jan. Not, but not in the Brady Bunch. She in was the in the Brady Bunch Variety Marcia, Hour. Marsha, right, Marsha, Marsha. Show or whatever. Yeah, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah. It's always Marsha. She was in like, like the main Brady Bunch, right? right. I, I know her from other things, and we had a lot of fun in that interview. I had to edit it out because we got really dirty. Ooh. I mean, to the point where I was even embarrassed. <laughs> so I cut out all the crappy stuff, the silly stuff, the dirty stuff. So, Chad, what do you got going on this weekend? I don't know. Heather just texted me. We're playing some new place down in Lauderdale. It's called... <laughs> you know Fort Lauderdale area, right? Yep. Absolutely. It's a place called... Damn, I can't read this. Bahia Cabana. Bahia Cabana. Yeah. You ever been there? No, I know it, but I've never been there. I think it's on Sunrise. No, it's on... It's, um, it's on the it's beach. It's like... Oakland? Oakland? It's like the oh, end of... I, I, I think it used to be... Well, there used to be one of them like on, on uh, 17th Street right before you go over the intercoastal. Yeah, it's right there on the beach, so that's our first time playing there. Um, well, I know. It's, it's on, uh, what do you call it? Sunrise in the beach. That's yeah. cool, though. That's a, That'll be a fun place to play. Just take your million-dollar do- million yacht down here and park it. We'll uh, keep a place open for you and come see us. Well, don't laugh about that because we're coming down in January for a couple of weeks. <laughs> and Chef Kim, who everybody should go to her webpage and see the fabulous stuff that she cooks. Yeah. Chef Kim has now got no, it's a galley chef. Like, galley chef, like a $40 million yacht. Yeah, that we're going to be on plenty of those uh, down here. <clears throat> yeah, when we get down to Fort Lauderdale, well, I don't go out in them because they bore me and I get nauseous. Yeah, I like to sit on them in the dark and drink. <laughs> and everybody exactly. comes. Oh, people come on board all night long. There's people that we know, friends on and off, sure. on and off. That's the party. But to go out with the same ten people on the yacht for all those hours, I get bored. And and and, and sitting in the in the salon, I feel weird. It's like being in a limo. Makes me dizzy. Chad, what are some song? What what kind of songs do you guys sing when you're playing? Do you do only country music, or do you do everything? No, it's probably about seventy percent country. It depends on where we are. If like we're at Boca West Country Club, I'm going to pull out like three or four Neil Diamond songs, or you know, some Patsy Cline, something from the past. If we're playing, you know, somewhere update, you know, we got to sing the latest Luke Bryant songs and you know, latest country songs. But we'll sing like Doors. Um, Rolling Stones, Jovi. We'll get into some rock and roll as well. What is your like most requested song that's a cover? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. You know, uh, what song oh, well, they, I love well, a lot of people ask for "Sweet Home Alabama," but I've banned that for twelve months. When because you, you played it too much. That's when, right. When, when, when Jimmy and I come down and you're at the Boca Country Club, we'll come in because my friend Perry belongs to that, and she'll take us in. There and you, you go. got to sing. I go out walking. After midnight, Heather does that one. In the sun, you do that one. Yeah, she doesn't. I love that song. It's my favorite Patsy Cline song. And we usually only save that for Boca. You know why? You save that for Boca? Yeah, they're a little older crowd over there. Screw you! It's a great song. <laughs> older, get over it. Daddy Muir says he's going to come see you when he comes down. He's going to come see one of your shows. Well, we all should come. That's what we should do. Well, when Jimmy and I are in Florida, we're going to have a whole gang of us come to the Boca uh, Country Club, which is a gorgeous, gorgeous country club. Trust me, nice. folks. It's no slummy hole. No. And get dressed nice. otherwise. I, I'd rather have a backyard sense. party wherever you guys are. What? More f- I said I'd rather have a backyard party. No, I'd rather do it at the Boca Country Club. <laughs> it's got AC. Okay. Ron I, likes to go to those places. I used to, go to, the Boca, I used to go to the Boca Country Club all the time. All right. What? Yeah. So, what's your favorite song to do, Chad? I like doing "Roadhouse Blues" by The Doors. Tell you the truth, that's a toughie. Not well. It's it's, it's a little bit of a yeller. Doing it with a two piece, three piece. Yeah. Well, we play with tracks. 
We do oh, also okay. we, so we do acoustic sets. Otherwise, it sounds hollow. Exactly. What's Heather's favorite song? Do you guys play any originals? Heather likes um, Trish Yearwood. Oh, I like Trisha Yearwood. Yeah, she sounds a lot like Trisha. So uh, she, whatever Trisha song she likes singing. When when you guys are playing, I'm going to ask her to sing a song for me. I'm going to say, "Why don't you sing Here Comes the Bride?" <laughs> and we go watch Chad Sweat Turn Gray. <laughs> no, I'm used to that crap by now. Do you know that song? Anything goes. I forgot. Anything who goes. Anything goes. Oh, you're talking what, about the when new everything's song. done. I don't know if it's anything goes. The I forgot it now. It's, no, it's yeah. like it's that's like my favorite in like country old song. New York, dee da, dee it's like Lee Bryce or somebody. Da, dee da, da, da. I forgot who. No, no, it's not that. Anything it's definitely not that. Yeah, I know what Ron's talking it's about. It's by too. Randy Hauser. Oh, Randy Hauser. Yeah, he, yeah, he's good. He's got a great voice. He kind of sounds like Ronnie Dunn from Brooks and Dunn. I love that that guy, Randy Hauser. It's good stuff. So, what do we got coming up next week? Um, people. Uh, no next idea. week we have hang on let's see hang on oh, you ain't this, got it by memory um next week i forgot who we have we oh. have a cool singer possibly two cool singers coming on i forgot actually look at ron we've been out of sorts you know because of my the, the funeral thing and stuff so we've been kind of out of sorts i like this song chad you heard this song before it's anything goes right yeah this is a great song all and also, I'd like to thank sand. everyone that sent uh, wonderful condolences for my family. We so greatly appreciate it. Thank you all. Yeah, Ron. Absolutely. Yeah. You all used to hear me talk about my cousin Bertha on the show all the time, that she'd break your legs. I used to make her out to be like a mafia woman. Yeah. And we used to have a lot of fun with it. Well, no more. That's life. So, Sorry, everybody, Ron. next week we're going to have a great show for you. We don't know who it all is yet. We're working on it, but it will be a lot of fun. We want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Jimmy Star Show. Chad, we want to thank you for being the best engineer on the planet. I don't know about that. And uh, we will see all you guys next week. Thanks, everybody, in the chat room. Jane Yates, Daddy Muir, Goddess. Have Everybody have a great weekend. Carla, Daddy Muir, Ginger Irish. L.A. Davis, everybody, Rebel, everybody in the chat room, Chinzy, everybody, thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week and have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yo, I'm a Liverpool MC. You can't trust me. Big up the girls inside the party. Let's get down to crazy Jimmy. Big up myself to know that I'll be the one and only the Turkish MC. Always love the clothes of Jimmy. Bitch, punk, yo, what I want to be. Jimmy's stuff, new celebrity. We'll take you out to Jimmy's stuff. He'll dress you right.